Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I will break down the Knicks schedule, all their national games, their back-to-backs, when the season starts for them, when it ends, their road games, and I'll give you some additional talk as well. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so I gave you the NBA schedule as a whole, all the national games, the breakdown of who's got televised games, so on and so forth. I did forget one piece, and that was Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol is going to have his L.A. Lakers jersey, number 16, retired, and that's going to be on March 7th, of course, in L.A., and that's going to be while playing the Memphis Grizzlies. So mark that down in your calendars. March 7th, Paul Gasol has his Laker jersey retired. So, And rightfully so. He was a key catalyst of those two championship teams with Kobe Bryant. So uh, apropos, I would say. So kudos to Paul Gasol, Gasol for that. So... In any event, uh, let's get to the Knicks schedule, shall we? So, of course, the New York Knicks, um, as I said in the previous podcast, they have 16 national games, nationally televised games. And it breaks down as such. They have nine on ESPN, three on TNT, three on eight. NBA TV and then one on ABC. Um, and <laughs> it's funny that ESPN has all these games there, so that's plenty of opportunity for the heads over there to kind of make a light of the Knicks and so forth. So, uh, so take it for what it is. I, I, I think it's no mistake they have all those games there to drum up interest at ESPN as well as get their little licks in. It's fine. It's fine. I hope, you know, hoping for a very good season so you can kind of shut those people up, but that's a story for another day. So, so 16 nationally televised games. They have 11 back-to-back games. 11 back-to-back games. So, you know, that would help if we um, provided we still have a Derek Rose this way you can kind of give them a blow on either end of the back-to-backs. So you don't want to overextend him if he's here, of course. I imagine he would be, um, provided there's no unforeseen circumstances there. And health, of course, always. So 11 back-to-backs there. I think otherwise uh, we're, we'll be okay. Probably knowing Tibbs, he'll give... Uh, Maybe a guy here and there a blow. Um, we'll see. So, uh, so eleven back-to-back games. They're gonna start on the nineteenth of October, and that's gonna be on the road in Memphis. And that game is on ESPN. That's one of the ESPN games there. So you have that. And then two days later, they have their home opener on October 21st playing the Detroit Pistons so 
Um, so you can kind of start out um, and kind of grab a win there, hopefully, uh, given, you know, that Detroit is trying to be a team on the rise. They're still in flux a bit, of course, led by their rookie sensation of last year, Cade Cunningham. So, uh, so we'll see what happens there. And then they're going to end the season. Uh, their last road game will be on April 7th against the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion and those boys there. C.J. McCollum, of course. And then their last game of the season will be a home game against the Pacers. So hopefully the Pacers will, you know, be one of those teams on the outside looking in. So you can kind of uh, get your your last uh, win of the season there. So, so with that said, I do want to talk about their four major road trips. Uh, they're going to have four four road trips that are kind of grueling. Others are like, you know, uh, two two days on the road. That's nothing to quiver about, although they do have one where they go to Minnesota, and they I think the next day is in Brooklyn. So yeah, you have those sort of dynamics. But uh, the four major road trips, November 15th through the 21st, uh, the Knicks go on the road for five games. Of those five games, the uh, first game is in Utah, which, like I said, supposedly if you get Donovan Mitchell, it'll be a coming home sort of game for him. Uh, and that's on November 15th. Then, he's, then that's followed by a game on the road in Denver. Followed by Golden State. That game is on ESPN. Uh, then you have Phoenix. And then you have uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. So uh, so a road game kind of early in the season. You know, uh, the first full month in. So, uh, yeah. Because usually around that time at the Garden, they'll have their college tournaments and so forth. So. Uh, so going on the road early and then in December 14th through the 18th, have an interesting three game road trip where actually they're only going to two cities. They have Chicago twice in Chicago. Um, interesting, um, <laughs> how they put that and then followed by a game in Indiana. So, um. So interesting three-game road trip there for the Knicks. And then towards the end of December, 27th through the 31st, usually at the Garden they have a band called Fish come in for, and they close out the Garden for the year. So Knicks will be on the road, and this is the Texas road trip. So, um, so the Knicks will play Dallas first, followed by San Antonio. And then ending with Houston. So, um, and then that Dallas game will be the going home sort of game for Jalen Brunson. Remember, he's come there from Dallas. So, uh, I'd be interested to see the reception he gets in Dallas. I don't think it'll be all warm and fuzzy given 
the fact that um, Mark Cuban put it out there. He didn't even give the team an interview. He just left them and went to the Knicks. So uh, I just wonder, will they vilify him before he returns back to Dallas? So, um, yeah, so that's part of that Texas road trip. Again, that's towards the end of 2022, uh, that road trip is. And then I talked about the uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, scenario there. Uh, and then their last big road trip is a four-gamer. And that'll be uh, on March 9th through the 14th. Usually around that time, that's when the Big East has its tournament at the Garden. So it works out perfectly. So, uh, and they face Sacramento... Followed by the Clippers, the L.A. Lakers. That one is on ESPN. And then Portland. So, uh, so four games there. And that's uh, about a month before the season uh, comes to completion. So, uh, so that's your four road games there. So, that's pretty much it in terms of the schedule. Um... So we'll see how things shake out. Again, we have the whole Donovan Mitchell scenario hanging over the franchise right now. Uh, again, they went to the, t the bargaining table. Leon Rose didn't like what he heard the first time, so they broke off negotiations. Now, old Danny boy, Danny Ainge, comes back to try and make another deal. He's he he reads the handwriting on the wall. He reads the handwriting on the wall that the best package out there in terms of the picks that he want and just the scenario that's right for Mitchell is with New York. That's just the way it is. So now he's come back with his hand hat in his hand uh, wanting to deal Mitchell. So we'll see what happens there. But Do I want it to happen? I wouldn't be angry if it happened. Then again, I'm not even doing Cartwrights if it, it, it does happen. Is he an all-star? Yes. He um he's a local kid. Yes, I get all that. I understand that. Um kid is 6'1. I can't make him any taller than what he is. He's 6'1. Uh he's a com combo guard, mostly shooting guard. So he's a short shooting guard. Who's, you know, he's made the most of his opportunities in Utah. He's got the long wingspan, uh, 6'10 wingspan, so he's got the long arms there. Um, you just will have a short backcourt of, uh, of him and Brunson. Do I think it's ideal? Uh, probably not. Um, probably not, especially when you got the bigger shooting guards. Heck, you got bigger um, point guards, but... Um, yeah, so my whole thing is, what am I giving up to do it? Um, I, I, quickly and Obi, I definitely have an affinity for them, like them to stay together here in New York and get some things done. I think both guys will be improved this year. I understand. I get it. 
Julius Randle is kind of a roadblock towards Obi getting some real time. I understand that. Um, but Randle's still here for the most part. I know guys want to ship him out, you know, want to deal him, uh, maybe pick up Westbrook's contract and then kind of release him so you have the money uh, there available for next offseason. Um, I get that. I definitely get that. Um, Randall was in that kind of bubble year. He he was 2010 and 5. Um, last year, even much more so, but the efficiency wasn't there. So, uh, 2010 and 5 guys don't grow on trees. Um, so, the production, well, the efficiency is a problem, obviously. But, you know, the numbers, you're not getting those sort of numbers from every put every power forward in the league. The problem with him is the neck up. He's, I understand he did all his damage the year where there was no fans in the building. He's got to develop a tougher skin. Definitely believe that. Um, no doubt about it. But the question the Knicks have to ask themselves, are we ready to turn over the keys to the power forward position to Obi Toppin. Are we ready to do that? I think the combination of Brunson throwing those lobs to Toppin will be electric. I think I I think they're already trying to gain a rapport amongst one another, uh playing in these pro am sort of games. And let me say this, let me go to this. Nick fans, there's like, there's like opposite ends of the spectrum. There's the sensible sort of Nick fan who can see the forest for the trees, know that they're rebuilding, know that they're on the way up, and are kind of patient with that process. Then there's the other spectrum of the fan base that are impatient, that are star starved, that want to be able to brag to their buddies, oh, but the Knicks got an all-star though. Um, my concern is progress. We didn't make playoffs last year. Be nice to make the playoffs. Play-in would be okay, too. Um, I, I want to see that sort of progression. I don't want to see a team. I know the mellow comparisons are thrown out there. Uh, he had a taste of a playoffs here and there, but... I want a perennial playoff team. That's what I want. And if I could get it with these young guys here that are doing the work in the offseason, putting in the work, putting in the time, getting themselves ready, and ready to take that leap forward, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I'm not down with blowing it up just to stay in me mediocrity. I'm not down for blowing it up to stay stagnant at, like, six or play in um i'm not doing that i want to get to the top four teams we got a taste of that in the bubble year fine um but again that was the bubble year so um i think the roster has improved obviously uh can, can it be much better with uh mitchell there sure but 
he would have to buy into what Tibbs is selling. You know, Tibbs is still the coach, guys. I can't, I can't move him one way or the other. Leon Rose loves him. He's still here. But I think the message is clear, and it was sent in the offseason, that he's got to incorporate these young guys in. He's got to take off the kid gloves and let them get their hands dirty and get some playing time. So, uh, so if he can do that, if he can incorporate them with what's going on now, if RJ can take that next step forward, which I think he will, I think the fact that point guard play has been shaky at best, uh, it's solid when you got D-Rose in there, but outside of him, it's been uh, suspect. So I think RJ takes that step forward this year. Um, I, I think he takes that next step forward. And bringing in a Mitchell, whether people like it or not, would kind of um, slow down his progress. It would. So part of me says yes, part of me says no. Because I don't want his progression to get in the way of the bigger picture in that championship when all, everything is said and done. So, um, so I'm hot and cold on it, to be honest with you. And then let me address, um, you got bozos on, on Facebook who want Randall out no matter what. Um, and if you cape for them, you're, you're Randall fanboys. Let me say this. I've been following this team for 40 years. Um, I, I can smell the nonsense from a mile away. Um, if Randall's in his, is in his right mind, he can help this team. Bottom line. Bottom line. If he's able to acquiesce to the emergence of an R.J. Barrett, I'm down with that. If he's able to acquiesce, if we were to bring in a Mitchell and just play his bully ball inside, not bringing it up the court, because you got more than enough ball handlers now, especially if you bring in a Mitchell with a Jalen Brunson. So, um, yeah, so this whole idea that if you cape for Randall, you're this fanboy is pure nonsense so um yeah so you you got some bozos on there that talk this nonsense but um yeah uh anyway let me not harp on that because i i give them life and they don't deserve any life whatsoever as far as that conversation goes but in any event i think the Knicks will be fine. I think they'll be okay with or without the Mitchell deal. Um, Grimes, of course, I like what he did in the summer league, uh, what he did there. Um, I think he's a kid on the rise. I see Fournier now is playing overseas so forth, and he's doing his thing. I think Fournier could have a nice season. I think he could with Brunson on board. I think he could do that. Um, so the whole, what will make this whole thing work is Tibbs. Tibbs has to have a change of mind. He has to be willing to incorporate the young with the old. 
He has to do it in order for this team to step forward. If he cannot do that, um, I like Rick Brunson being here, uh, Jalen's father, because he does have a bit of an offensive mind and can be a big help to Tibbs. I think losing Mike Woodson was a blow to this staff. I definitely think that. So having a Brunson on board, I think, will help um, the coach that is, as well as his son. So um, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think uh, progress will be made. I'll, I'll say more about it as we do our previews and so forth. But I just wanted to put that bit of news out there and so forth. So, um, so I'm excited. I'm encouraged. Can't wait for training camp to break. Then see some preseason basketball and just uh, get closer to the start of the season. So that's it, guys, for me. I'm going to cut it off there. Um, but I'm excited to see the schedules finally out and what lies ahead for the Knicks. All right. So next time you hear from me, I'm going to do some WNBA talk. I've slacked on that. I want to be able to do that. So, um, now that the playoffs are underway, and it's exciting playoffs too, by the way. So um, if you're into the, uh, the women's game, you're in for a treat for this playoffs. So, all right, guys, that's that's it for me. And I will talk to you again soon. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll talk soon. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com Also on my Anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast i'm on all the major platforms like anchor spreaker google Podcasts, amazon soundcloud youtube castbox radio public Podchaser, just to name a few and also you can find me on social media facebook instagram twitter tiktok clubhouse and fan base. So once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast and take care and be safe.